0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Space for Magic podcast. And I have a guest back with us that many of you asked me to have further conversations with. So I know you're going to be super excited to know that Judith Nyland is back with us. Judith, welcome. Thank
1: you, Patty. I'm absolutely honored to be here again.
0: So if you did not listen to the first episode that I did with Judith, we're going to put a link in the show notes. Judith is a spiritual guide and how she came into my life was through a book she wrote, A Call to Crone. Did I get the title right, Judith? You did. Absolutely. Okay. Because I don't have it in front of me. When I read this book, it was gifted to me by Lynn Trotta, who's also been a guest here. And when I read this book, it touched something so deep inside my heart. And when we originally talked Judith, we talked about people's People individually feeling being called back to their original land, right? To their ancestral land. And lots of people responded to that. And what I find is coming on right now for many people is either through events in their life or just by an inner knowing, they're being called to slow down, to stop what they're doing, to put things on hold. And this has been happening for me as well. I've mentioned, I actually did a podcast episode a couple of weeks ago on this and I'm calling it the sacred pause. And more and more people have been asking me about that. And when I was thinking through who I felt would be able to speak to it on a deeper level, you were the first person that came to my mind. So I'm so grateful you're willing to be here again. Thank you so much. So I threw that, that phrase out to you and you had responded to me that you had put something out to your community, a call to cave. And I'd love for you to describe in your words, what, why you put that out, what was going on and what you were explaining with that image to people.
1: Thank you. So I think um, I'd like to start out by wishing everybody happy new year. And so, no, don't go check your calendars because it's tr- its truly, it's November. But I would like to start by acknowledging that in my ancestral heritage, in the Irish and the Celtic, um, Samhain, we know it as Halloween, is in fact the beginning of the new year. And actually, although Halloween we think of as, you know, October 30th, 31st, in fact, the official Samhain date was last Sunday on the 7th because they calculate that more in line with the Earth energies and you know the times between the solstices and the equinoxes. So it's a much different calculation than just pulling out a calendar, a Hallmark calendar. And the reason I'd like to start with that is because it's a new year because we're entering into a time of darkness. We're really now descending into a time of darkness. And in the Northern Hemisphere, this time of year means that Our ancestors could not be outside as much. They were called to go in. They were called to spend more time in the dark, more time around the fire, more time telling stories, maybe playing music. But this is a time, and in in, in indigenous cultures, it's referred to as the dream time, Patty. This is a time when we are called to go into the dark. We're called to just rest. And the earth is telling us in the Northern Hemisphere, it's time to rest. You know, the leaves are being released. The energy of the trees is pulling in. um, And, you know, those seeds that, you know, came down and we've got loads of maples, they're now being planted in the dark earth. So much like a seed in the ground, much like um, a baby in the womb, it begins in darkness, that that is the time to really You know, spend some time in that. And it's cave time. I often refer to this as being in a cave. It's when we go into the cave, you know, we leave the daylight, we go into the cave and spend time deep in that very contemplative and uh, sanctuary. It is a space of sanctuary. And so I've been talking with the women in my community, in my circles, about it's cave time again. You know, it's time to go back into the cave and nurture ourselves.
0: Mm, That sounds so delicious, the way you describe it. And yet the way I was feeling it was something completely different. Yeah, I know. I really do honor the hibernation energy and I really do tend to slow down towards the end of the year, but this feels like it was dumped on me. I'll just speak for myself. And I would love for you to tell me you know, for the sake of the audience, we talked a little bit before we start recording. Just talk to me again about wherever you want to pick up in our conversation, but, you know, what's happening on the planet, what we're being asked to do as a humanity, and where some of us are leaning in and others are, you know, really in resistance.
1: Well, and I think resistance and I think angst and anxiety is up for a lot of people. Um, It's certainly up for women in in my community in the circles that I that I work with Patty because this pandemic time has been a time of sanctuary been a time of hibernation it's been in, it's been forced hibernation you know we didn't get to choose this we were just thrown into this with all kinds of new rules and new conditions and we've been in that for almost two years. I mean, it's incredible. You know, and I was sharing with you that, you know, we talked about, you know, Ireland. In Ireland, they went through so much lockdown, lockdown that we would never, we would never tolerate that here in the, in the United States. They went through periods where they couldn't leave their house for more than two kilometers, okay? And there were police guarding the roads through this. They went through periods where they couldn't leave their house and travel more than five kilometers. They certainly couldn't go to the next county. They couldn't travel across the country. And people over 70, and I relate to that now, uh, were not allowed to leave their houses at all. And so they went through a forced hibernation far more than than we have in this country, but I think we've all been affected by it. And so there's another dynamic I'd like to bring into this. I think the pandemic is one thing, But especially here in the States, and it's not just in the United States, Patty, as you know, there is such an atmosphere, there's such an angst and anger in the collective consciousness. And it's this soup that we're swimming in that is just really difficult to navigate. And so we've got that going on, and now we have the pandemic going on, and it's really disorienting, and it's very disconcerting because this isn't anything we've dealt with before. I mean, this is in my 70 years on this planet, I've never experienced anything as, and I'm not not using this word lightly, traumatic as what we're going through now. And it's traumatic on so many different levels. I do believe very strongly that those of us who are here and those of us, those who are listening to your amazing podcast, Patty, are people who are at some level of their being, they're called to step into the highest and best potential that's possible in their lives. I believe that we all agreed to come here during this time, and it's not a happy time necessarily to be here. And so we're being asked to navigate through this pandemic and through this global angst and this concern about the climate disaster, these are extraordinary times. And in fact, as I mentioned before, when we were talking, if you look at indigenous and first people's prophecies around the world, and it does not happen to be in the U.S., but you've got the Hopi, you've got the Kogi Elder Brothers in South Central America, you've got Australians, there are elders who are sharing with us Prophecies that have been handed down through their lineage that talk about these as apocalyptic times, that these are really profoundly significant times. And we, as I'll use this term, light workers, those who want to expand our capacity to be and hold a sacred light and hold the light of being in right relationship with community, with the earth, and with the sacred. We're being called to be here now and we're being called to navigate a threshold into this manifestation of ourselves, Patty, that is like nothing we've ever experienced before. It is completely a body, mind, and spirit experience. So we may be more agitated. We may feel more You know, less comfortable. We may feel stronger emotions. We may, because we can't think our way through this one, my friends.
0: You did. Yeah. You had said that earlier when we were talking and I thought that was so important because I wouldn't have not, would have said I'm a person that thinks my way through things. And yet I realized that one of the things that's been going on for me is I can't make sense Of what's happening. And for that reason, you know, it really is my mind. It's not that I haven't been thinking my way through things. It's that I've done the work to get my mind on board with the soul, but my mind feels totally lost right now.
1: Well, and absolutely. And I think that's a normal reaction. I would be worried about you if you probably didn't have that reaction because none of our signposts are what they were. I mean, we're coming out globally. I mean, think about this. This is on a global level. We are still navigating the pandemic. I mean, I was laughing because one of you know, so there's kind of a pent up demand to go on my journeys to Ireland. You know, we've talked about that before, but I lead journeys over there, and I've got two, and now I've opened up a third one for spring. And when people were talking to me about joining, they'd say, "Yeah, well, I think I'm going to wait till this pandemic thing's done, and then I'll join you in Ireland next year." And I'm like, "Well." Pandemic isn't going to be done next year. We are living through now, it won't be as bad, but we're living through times that are unprecedented. And none of the guideposts are there. We we are swimming through a collective consciousness. We're trying to do this work in a collective consciousness that is so stirred up and so infused with, you know, a lot of anger and hatred and fear. And it's hard to like shield ourselves from that. But we're also being called to do this work without any, there's no guideposts. There's no, well, like I the last time I did this, this is what I did. That's just not working for any of us because this is all new. We are really crossing a major threshold. And like I was sharing with you before, the women in my circles who are really understanding that are just doing a face plant into the cave time. They're exhausted. They are just stretched and exhausted. They're not discouraged, but th- we're we are working new muscles spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, that we haven't had to work before. There aren't any books that are telling us how to go through this. There's no real clear navigation for this. We're having to really create and co-create this as we go forward. And that's why I said to you before, I think it's just, this is the most important time in my life to find my tribe of men and women who are in the same place. Doesn't mean we're all alike, but and hang on tight because the wisdom that we're sharing with each other about how we are encountering this new landscape is just profound. And yet there's such joy in it. I mean, there's such an amazing gift in this, um, of being able to really come to a, a very different and deeper level of our capacity to show up as whole, holy men and women.
0: Say more about that. Which part? Our capacity to be whole. Oh, okay. So thank you. Because
1: what I know and what I know Uh, this This isn't something I believe. This is something I know. We are all sacred people. We are each one of us incredibly gifted, sacred people. There is nothing wrong with us. We came into this world as babies as a sacred gift to the world. I believe, I just know that. And then, you know, our society kind of takes over and tells us, well, you're not really good enough, or you're not smart enough, or you're not beautiful enough, or you're going to get it wrong. That's not how we came in. And so a lot of the work that I, in fact, all the work that I do with people is inviting them to step into a place of remembering and remembering themselves as sacred people. And then looking at how to, and feeling through, how to manifest the potential of that, because we all shine a light in the world. And I have to say, sometimes looking at the political landscape, I have trouble looking at some of the characters on the on the national political scale and thinking that about them. But at some level, I do actually, Patty, believe that at some <laughs> level of their being, there's a the light there somewhere, it's pretty dim. But for most of the people I hang out with, the light is not dim. But it's, you know, this isn't anything, you know, this light, this beauty, this um, this potential is not anything anybody can give us because we already have it. And it's nothing that anybody can take away from us because we already have it. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't, you know, like be diminished because we take on other people's opinions or, you know, we listen to those stories about how, oh, you're just, you know, or original sin or you're just a bad person. But each one of us has the potential to remember. Now, some of this is, um, we all have it. Sometimes there's a biological ancestry lineage that would, you know, talk about that. If we've got Biological ancestors, for example, that were called to the ministry or the priesthood, or, you know, called to be a healer or called to be an artist or called to be a teacher. Those echoes live in us. They have actually scientifically proven that we hold that in our very DNA memory, that we hold the memory of what our ancestors went through. Now, there's the good part of that. And then there's the trauma they went through. So part of what I am finding that some people are really navigating right now, Patty, is when they're tapping into that potential of manifesting their highest and best, there is sometimes they run into obstacles. It's like, ooh, that's a past memory from a past lifetime. I need to get rid of that. It really is a time when we enter the cave, when we enter this hibernation to really leave outside those ideas and those attitudes and those voices that are not serving us so that we can go in and really listen to the wisdom of our soul.
0: Mm. So what would you say, because I've heard this a lot inside of the communities that I'm in, whether it's the membership or the receiving school, the feeling that if I honor this this calling to slow down, to go within, that I'm afraid that by taking my, I'm going to put this in air quotes, I off the ball, I'm setting myself up for some kind of failure in 2022. And that can be by slowing down, I'm possibly going to compromise my financial future, my romantic future, my career future my my children's future can you speak into that that fear that by somehow honoring this hibernation we are not forsaking our futures
1: absolutely because at some level patty this really asks us to consider the energy of surrender okay surrender is not something we like to do It's not something I like to do. I fight it. I don't want to surrender a lot. And in that surrendering, we are inviting our mind to be less in control. We're inviting a recalibration of how we walk in the world. And that can be really scary because we are upsetting the internal apple cart. Absolutely. And that can be really, really scary. Now, you and I—you asked me a question about Ireland, and I told you that the um, ancestral energy over there was more palpable and more powerful than it than it had been. And when I came back, it was so profound the experiences that when we were done with that that journey of twelve days, I actually had a session with my teacher, and you know, and he laughed and he said, "Well." one of the things, because the, the ancestral energies were so insistent, is like they, they were present and they want it all now. Like, you know, be your highest and best self now all the time in every moment. And that's exhausting. We can't do it. And he, he laughed and he reminded me, he said, well, you know, the ancestors have forgotten what it's like to be human. And they've forgotten that you can do this work, but you also have to, you know, I don't know, do the dishes and you know have a job and take care of mm-hmm. you know household and for me at that time I was buying a new washing machine and a new refrigerator for the cottage and having new tile installed in the bathroom floor pretty mundane stuff not exactly your sacred and spiritual manifestation so I think it's about balance patty and I think that does this mean we have to go into the cave and not do anything else no not at all but I think the invitation is to make sure that we are taking more time than we usually do to be in that sacred space, whether it's a day of being in silence, whether it's an afternoon of just sitting and taking care of ourselves or taking a huge long bath, it doesn't have to be twenty four seven. So it doesn't and because it is about it is about balancing it. I mean, we have to operate. We have to operate in the world. I mean, we have to continue to operate. It may be that some of the wisdom that and insight that we get, from these, let's just call them sanctuary moments or pieces of time, that if we can just, you know, carve out a few to begin with and see how that goes and then carve out some more time, then I think that's really great because it's not like we're asking people to go in the cave, shut the door and not come out for two months. I mean, as sometimes as delicious as that might be to contemplate. That's really not where, I mean, my goodness, we're going into the holidays. Are you kidding? We've got, you know, in the in the US we've got thanksgiving and then we've got you know all those like light celebrations of christmas and kwanzaa and hanukkah and we've got all that kind of activity and this is not generally a time that even in the best of times pre-pandemic that we were really good at slowing down it usually we you know accelerated you know more gifts to buy houses to decorate cookies to make it was just like rushing around traveling and so i appreciate that in this time It can't be wall-to-wall sanctuary, but as much sanctuary as you can claim in this time, as much hibernation as you can open up to, I think that's really an incredibly important gift to yourself and an important start.
0: Can you, if you know, can you speak to what's possible if we do surrender to this ask? of our ancestors, of the land of our own soul to go within and to slow down and to create as much sacred space as possible. What's possible on the other side?
1: Uh, Well, yeah, I guess I'm just going to say it this way, Patty. and, And let's talk about this for a minute because the first, the word that comes to mind immediately when you ask that question is magic. And I, and that's a boy, is that word loaded? I mean, I know the word is loaded, but there is a harmony that descends on life when we are living in union and in sync with the ancestral energies, with the seasons, with the earth energies. When we see ourselves, the world is a whole unit. And in that wholeness of the earth, and this is not going to be a newsflash to your folks, in the wholeness of the earth, you've got these incredible energies of like the earth energies and you've got water and you've got air and you've got, you know, the plants and the animals. And I just read something this morning that, you know, the word animal comes from from the Greek um, anima, which means soul, because there was a recognition that animals have a soul there is you know we we we're, we're reading books we're finding out that trees talk to each other trees support each other there is a network of intelligence and a network of support and wisdom in all different kinds of languages that just runs through the earth we unfortunately as human beings in this time see ourselves disconnected from and separate from that when we are able to step back into the harmony Of all of that energy, it's amazing the kinds of insights we have, the kinds of knowings that kind of land. You know, you may have a question that's up for you. You know, it's like, you know, what about this guy I'm dating? You know, is that really a good idea? Or what about this, whatever? And you'll just have this wisdom knowing that will just kind of land. It just feels like you're more connected because you are, you're more connected to the flow of what the Irish call, or and more, the universal harmony, the harmony and flow of all life. And when we spend more time embracing that and saying yes to that and stepping through the threshold into that more holistic landscape, things, synchronicities happen. And, you know, there's a peace that descends that I may not get the same arisings that I would if somebody you know, like cuts me off in traffic or if somebody, you know, gives me a lot of grief when I'm in a grocery store. So there's that. There's also when, and this is probably the key, when we step into that place of our sacred knowing, when we sink into that heart space, Patty, and we embrace that harmony that is in us and Through that, we're connected to all life. Scientists have proven that when we are in that place, we can radiate out an energy that is so completely different. It just is an absolute uh, measurable energy wave that goes out from us. And I know that when I stand in that place in the grocery store or when I stand in that place in other places or work or family. And I just tap into that that it shifts the energy with everybody around me. Now I get a lot of feedback that oh you're such a, you know, you're you, you know, you're such a happy person or you're such an energized person or, you know, people really like you. Well, yeah, people do tend to, I mean, I very quickly can get into a relationship with somebody, but it's because I'm real conscious Of And it's that namaste, you know, the God in me sees and honors the God in you. And when we're in that sacred place of I stand in my sacred nature and I see you in your sacred nature, it measurably and scientifically shifts the energy field around us. And that can have an incredible impact on how our life flows.
0: Yes. Yes. And you know, um, I guess the other side of then that question is, well, actually, let me ask you another question first. Cause I know people have this on their minds. Cause I've been asked this question a whole bunch for the last couple of weeks is when does this end? <laughs> how long, how much longer are we going to be in this?
1: Well, this isn't going to be an answer that you're going to like, I don't, think there is an end to this patty I don't mm. think that I mean we've said um this is the new normal right I mean we hear all that on the news this is the new normal and you know things aren't going to go back I mean you know for the first part of pandemic for example people were saying oh my god I just can't wait to get back to normal I just can't wait to get back to normal I want the life I had before well I just don't think that for a lot of reasons we're going back there I, I think that this new, normal is not going to end. And what we're being called to do is to figure out how to navigate this new landscape. Because we can talk spiritually about, yes, I'm a spiritual person and I hold the light and I say yes, and I want to walk through and step through this threshold, which is going to you know, allow me to cultivate and manifest my sacred nature and my highest and best self well on one level we've all been catapulted through the threshold of what our world is about right now and when you think about you know the climate disaster and you think about you know the political situation which is not great in the US and it's not good in other countries when you think about the pandemic when you think about you know what's going on globally and i think one of the things that that has given us we have a perspective now of a more global community than I think we did before. And that's, on one level, I think that's really good, Patty. And on the other level, I think it's paralyzing because it's like, oh my God, it's so big. It's the whole world. What could I possibly do? I mean, it's way bigger than me. How am I going to, how, what can I do to stop all this stuff? What can I do to change this stuff? And I think that's really, I think that's, that's really daunting but I don't think it's going to end. I don't think that, I don't think we're going to go back. I think there's a new beginning. I think that we're looking at a new way of being in the world. And I think we have huge power to create and co-create what that's going to look like for ourselves and our family and those around us. So I'm sorry, that's not, you know, I wish I could say on April twenty second at eleven o'clock in the morning, yes. Pacific Standard Time, it's gonna be over. But it's not. I don't I I think we're um we're in some profoundly and I think that fear when people I mean I and I think that's part of the fear. It's like, oh my God, we're not gonna go back. Oh my God, what does that mean? And that's really scary. And I get it. And that's why I talked to you about, you know, what's sustaining me one of the things that's sustaining me a lot in my life right now are these amazing women in my life. They're not all women, but they're mostly women um, in my life. And we just kind of like, and you know, these circles now get together on zoom because they're from New Zealand and Honduras and all over the United States and and, in, Europe, we will not now probably be able to get together, but just that ability to every two weeks to spend some time together And just affirm that we're not crazy because it feels crazy making when we're on the inside of this, it can Mm. feel crazy making. It's so, and you know, anxiety, it's exhausting. And so we really like support, we witness, we bear witness for what what each other's going through. And we basically are there to say, yeah, you're not crazy. That's real. And, you know, and so, yeah.
0: And I think that's so helpful. I think I asked the question probably in a way that directed you towards one part of the question, certainly, which is the overarching time that we're in. We're not going back to the way things were, but I meant this incredible intensity that seems to have set in in the last couple of weeks, or at least that's how I'm perceiving it. And I know a lot of the people in my community are perceiving it is that it feels like it's this intensity has come in and i got to believe the intensity will will die down yes it will okay yes that it will and
1: i think that part of it is so i believe we can negotiate i, I believe we can negotiate and, and i think we have to it's like you know at one point in ireland and i actually find myself doing it quite a bit the ancestral and other world energies are with me a lot and, and they're with me pretty much all the time and more and more and more. And it's intense. And sometimes I just have to say, time out. I just have to say, you know what? I can't do this right now. I cannot hold this right now. And so I think it's about doing our boundary work and um being able to say, okay, intensity, you got my attention. My eyes are open. I'm listening. I get it. There's an intensity. Now you have my attention. now." Let's be reasonable about how we're going to unfold this. And I talked to you about a woman um, that is, uh, a, you know, a sister in British Columbia, and this intensity came on her with it was like drinking out of a fire hose, and she finally just had to say, "Okay, enough. I can't. I cannot sustain this level of intensity. You've got my attention. I've said yes. We're going to we." Me, my inner committee, my inner child who's throwing a tantrum, you know, my, you know, my my biological ancestral baggage. Okay, we've said yes, and we're gonna work this out. Now let's just take a big deep breath, give ourselves some gracious space and say, yeah, I'm on this journey, I'm stepping through this threshold, and it's not gonna be at warp speed now. It's like you got my attention. The intensity's landed. Okay, I hear it. I get it. Now let's be reasonable about what I can accommodate, given my life circumstances, given my relationships, given what I can accommodate. So I've said yes. Now let's talk about how that, what that yes looks like, and how that yes unfolds going forward. So yes, there will be an end to the intensity, and I think it's um, a lot up to us to say, okay, I get it. You know, my inner child's having a tantrum. Okay, I got it. And we got this stuff to work out. Okay, I get it. We'll do this. We got this. Let's just do it at a pace that is gracious and welcoming and gentle. And that doesn't mean it's not going to be jarring in some situations because there's going to be, you know, like, I have to put that down or something. But what the ancestors don't want or what the, um, it's not the point be basket cases. (laughs) It's not the point to be navigating this journey with such anxiety that it's absolute. I mean, yeah, there's going to be turmoil that we know that change is happening and good change is happening. And that's important. We're dislodging things that we don't need in our lives anymore. And we're welcoming. So yeah, we're housekeeping. We're rearranging the furniture in our cave, right? We're doing that. It's great. But that doesn't mean that we have to be paralyzed by that. So we need to be able to really create a rhythm and a pace that is harmonious so that we can continue and sustain this. Otherwise, we won't be able to. We'll all be just like, you know, we'll we'll just fall face first out of the cave and we'll just be blah, and we won't be able to do anything. That's not the point. The point is to weave this wisdom into our way of being that is sustainable and ongoing.
0: Mm. So... Do you have any tools that someone listening could maybe employ right now to either drop into their own truth, even just to, you know, I think what some people are feeling is, I don't know, am I being asked to slow down or is it that I'm tired and do I need to rest or do I need to meditate or do I need to just work harder because I'm being lazy, like do you have any tools to help people identify their truth in the space that we're in right now?
1: Yeah, well, yes, and the first yeah, I do. And and so the first part of it of course is don't listen to those voices that say you're lazy. Oh my goodness. No, 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 no. Because those, you know, oh god, my mother, God bless her, she's been gone for a long time but she still lives with me in my head. Um and you know, she's yeah. like, "Oh, you didn't do that right or you didn't do that right." One of the things I would recommend strongly is just going outside and sitting with a tree. Seriously, because there is an actual physical energy and vibration that comes out of an earth connection that can just be really calming. Go sit next to some water. Just, you know, don't make this work because if it's work, we're not going to continue to do it. It has to be something that calls us. So, yeah, one of the meditations that I do a lot, and I can, you know, maybe send something to you about this, Patty, is that I do a meditation that involves just merging with the energies of the stones, the solid, real solid foundational energy, and then with fire, the fire inside of me, the fire, you know, in the sun, the fire in the earth, with water, with air with the animals and with nature and the plants, because all of those are part of who we are. All of those are energies that we have in our bodies. We are part of that. That is part of us. That's that universal web that I was talking about, that universal harmony. And when we breathe Mm. those energies, when we like just breathe with the energy of a plant or a tree or breathe with the energy of water... We're welcoming that energy into ourselves and it can be incredibly healing. Like sometimes I'll know, you know, water, you know, I'll get ah, water. There's something in me that needs to be cleared through. So nature is such an incredible healer for us. And I think just taking a walk, you know, being outside and just watching, just watching the earth, the textures, just being in their environment and completely stepping into that is just a really beneficial way. Don't try to meditate. Don't try to make ourselves do something. But if we step into that energy, this is what I would ask. Body, mind, and wisdom. Okay. Now, here's a story. I'm just going to tell it really quickly. I I offer sweat lodges. And I have people come out and they spend the day before while the stones are getting hot. And I ask them just to be in nature, right? And when we go into the lodge, and before we go into the lodge, Patty, I tell people, now, this is a day you've given yourself to be in nature. And it's a body experience, and it's a soul experience in the lodge. And we're asking that you kind of turn your mind off for a while. Our minds do not want to be turned off. And so while our bodies are like, oh, I really like this. This feels really good. I love the rain on my face. I love sitting here in the grass, whatever. Our minds are going, no, 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 no. And so we get into the lodge and it's hot and dark in there, right? And we get in there and I tell people, I've already told people, your bodies know how to do this work. Your souls know how to do this work. Just watch out for your mind. Sure enough, we get in there. People who haven't been in there before. You know, the messages are, we're going to die. We are going to die. Get out now. (laughs) You know, and so I've warned them about that. And then when I lead them on a guided meditation, Patty, to kind of like open up and receive whatever wants to come through, which is always from their own soul, okay? It's not anything coming in from, you know, the ethers or like, you know, slamming in from the side of the, you know, the lodge. I tell them, get the first thing, because if they get an insight, if something comes through, trust it before your mind can tell a story about it. It's like, oh, well, that's ridiculous. That doesn't make any sense at all. That's ridiculous. And so if we can, you know, and what I tell people is because our body wisdom and our soul wisdom is trying to slip that wisdom in when our mind is like preoccupied or otherwise occupied. And so when we are in nature and are not thinking about anything, it's such a gracious space for that knowing to come through. And it may be prompted, but the knowing is coming from the inside of us it's that soul memory we we remember this and so it's allowing that to come out i just don't believe in making it hard work otherwise we wouldn't do it you know it's kind of like you know a diet yes. or exercising or something like that it's like that's good for 5 minutes and then no
0: no thank you um well, i think that's such helpful guidance and um, i love that advice and it's the thing i Tell people to go to too is find a tree because of, you know, tree wisdom really does help us slow down in anger. But that um rock wisdom, I've never done that. So when we wrap up, if there's some way that you can give me a link that we can share that people can connect yep. to that, that is wonderful. Yeah. So I I think it would be a good place to leave it here. But before we finish up, Tell everyone where they can find you. And also, if you have any last words of wisdom, please share.
1: Please remember that you hold the light, that you are beautiful and sacred and wise. And you came here knowing that before people, education, and people told you that wasn't true about you. It is true, it has always been true. You are coming home to yourself that's what this is about. And so celebrate that because it is beautiful. So um, yeah, I'm not on tech a whole lot, but you can find me um, on my email, which is Judith at stonefires.com and you can also and maybe Patty, we can voice this stuff. You can find me um, on my blog which you know talks about my work and stuff. And I'm always happy to talk to people. I love, I mean, I love talking to people about this stuff you may have noticed. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and yes, we will put all the links in the show notes and I can, yes, I love talking to you, Judith. You help me to feel the heart and soul of humanity. Mm. Wow,
1: that's a deep, that's gracious. That's an honor. Yeah, we all have this, Patty. You are we all have it. We all have it. It's pretty, that light is pretty dim in some people right now, but um, I think there's the invitation for us to shine ours even brighter so they remember who they really are. And the cool thing about this is that as as we head into the holidays, the holy days, no matter what religion or tradition, there's generally more of an openness in people to have that conversation in these times. You know, I mean, Christmas and you know, Kwanzaa and Hanukkah, they're generally times when people are more open to talking about love and I mean, they sing about love and joy and peace and you know peace on earth. It's more of an opening to really be with people and invite them to shift that energy to hold on to it for longer than just the twelve days of Christmas.
0: Mm, yes, awesome. Well, Well, I just um, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I loved it. I loved it. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. You heard Judith. Go find a tree, a rock, go find nature. Let it be your friend and make space for magic. Thank you, everyone. Hey, thanks for listening. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them.